Welcome to Mormon Book Reviews, where an evangelical encounters the Restoration. I'm your host, Stephen Peniger, but this is actually a very special MMR, Mormon Media Reviews, episode segment. And here is my frequent co-host, Rebecca Biblioteca. Biblioteca is in the house. Merry Christmas. How are you doing today? I'm great, Steve. It's hard to say Biblioteca when you've been drinking a lot of eggnog. I think that might <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're, you're fun. Uh, so Rebecca, I want to thank you so much for doing this. And also, um, you know, Spanky Ward, I think is actually probably one of the most important guests that I've ever had on my program. And why is that you say? Well, it's because I at the last minute needed to book a guest. And this guy says, I'll come on. And I'm like, I'm a director. I do movies. I'm like, I do book stuff. But you know what? We had a really good, and I thought, you know what? I need to stretch some muscles, exercise some muscles I haven't used before. So I'm going to have this director on. And then, of course, you sent me this lovely movie, The Santa Box, last Christmas. I will tell you, my mom loved this film. And so I thought, this is great. I want Spanky to come back on because, one, we want to talk about his Christmas films. And two, we also just kind of want to talk about our favorite Christmas films and maybe Christmas in general. And we're just going to have a fun uh, episode today. So Spanky Ward, writer, director, Movie guy, producer, does it all. Thank you so much for coming on the program today. Thanks for having me. So I um, I just wanted to ask you, Spanky, before we get started, you know, I mean, just in general, um, what decide, made you decide to get into the movie industry? Oh, wow. That's a long, long story. Uh, let me see if I can... Do a Cliff Notes. Cliff Notes version. Um, uh, since the age of 12, tried to figure out what I want to do with life. Through a long process, my last year of college writing hit, started out in radio, writing commercials, and eventually got into uh, TV commercials and kind of went from there. I wanted, I used to want to be an actor in front of the camera and then I in, ended up wanting to be behind the camera. And that's where I've ended up. Uh, even though I, once in a while I'll put myself in a cameo if I can. And actually, I do a little cameo in the Santa Box um, for the first time with lines, which was kind of interesting. I have so much more respect for actors now. But uh, that's kind of how the process went. I I, I started to uh, intern for film productions while I was writing and producing my own short films and uh, worked in all sorts of uh, different positions on other people's movies and commercials and TV shows and on the pro you know while I was doing my own stuff and eventually quit everybody else's stuff and went uh, I'm on my seventh I'm ending my seventh year of being self-employed wow. full-time writer filmmaker and hopefully I can continue okay. and uh and so, yeah it's going great yeah, and this is the thing, folks. You know, like I said, we got this the Santa Box movie. We also have the Christmas break. And why don't you hold up those films real quick uh, for the screen? So I'm going to leave links in the description. I also want to let you all know that these are available at both. Are they both at Seagull and Deseret Books or is it just Deseret Books? Yeah, you can get them in the Seagull book and Deseret Books uh, locations as well as online. It's also, uh, you know, of course, Amazon.com and Walmart.com, stuff like that. Uh, I think Christmas Break-In, Christmas Break-In is streaming like all over. I, I think it, it it's probably on Netflix, stuff like that. It's, it's a bunch of places. This is not yet streaming. Um, it ha has been sold to Japan, UK, Australia, uh, a bunch of other Germany, a bunch of other places, but it's not yet streaming. Um, it's 
taken a while to do all the deals and stuff, unfortunately. So it's not yet streaming. And I, I don't think it will be streaming this Christmas. It was supposed to. But it definitely will by next year. So. Okay, great. So that's how you can get it, folks. For those of you who live in Utah and are close to a Seagull or a Deseret Books, and you're looking for a last-minute stocking stuffer, uh, this made it into my stocking stuffer special last year. And so last-minute gift ideas, that's what we recommend. And also, Spanky, you know, this is the thing, too, is what I love about you is, of course, you are an active, faithful member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and that helps inform uh, what you do. Maybe talk a little bit about your faith and how it informs you as a, a, a it's in somebody who's doing the Hollywood thing, right? But yet you are a faithful Mormon. How do you, how do you, uh, and of course you've done secular stuff too, you know, but I mean, you've had an interesting life and story. Yeah, it uh, it's amazing. It's, it seems as time progresses, it seems like the projects that I do have sort of started to go towards the more kind of family films I do still love, I mean, I love horror. I love suspense. Uh, the first script I ever sold was uh, about serial killers. Uh, in fact, I just shot a movie. The The producer who bought it hired me to shoot a, a movie trailer for it. And he's going to go off and raise fundings. And I might be directing it. I uh, might not. All depends on how that goes. But I, I've kind of really enjoyed doing more, you know, doing films that are open to a wider audience to like everybody. You know, uh, not everybody likes horror or suspense, but, you know, family films, usually people are more open to. And it, my faith does inform on what I will do. Like, I don't do nudity and, you know, swearing, you know, all that stuff. And and uh, not that they're completely, uh, you know, sanitized to, to a degree that they're, you know, unwatchable. But but yeah, it, it is. I, there are things I won't do. Um that I won't put in scripts and movies. And that has to, to a certain degree, limited my ability to get into Hollywood kind of stuff because, you know, there are things that they would maybe want that I maybe wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be able to do. Or ideally, hopefully, you know, it'd be a situation where we could compromise and collaborate still. But, you know, we'll see. Um, I'm working on some of the stuff. I do need to get an agent some at some point, but uh, until then, I, I've got I've got two new Christmas scripts that I'm working on. I've got a number of other films. I've got uh, I've got a western starring Porter Rockwell, which I don't know if you you probably have seen Porter Rockwell movies in your archives, and they're all all the old ones are horrible. I've seen. I'm sorry, whoever made. I apologize to whoever made those, but I, I don't mean to cast dispersions, but <clears throat> I shouldn't have said they're horrible. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, so I've got it. I've got a great Porter. I've got, you know, I've got a fruity, fluffy movie that I that was just completely not me. It's called Princess for a Day. And I actually tried to give the idea away because it was just something that it's like, oh, I don't write about princesses and little girls in frilly dresses and stuff. So I actually I was on the phone with this this uh, writer, this novelist friend of mine, and she she writes that stuff all the time. And I'm like, hey, I've got this idea for a movie. I'm not going to really use it. You want it? So I told her, she's like, yeah. And then I hung up and I was, I was driving somewhere. And by the, from the end of that phone call to where I was going, my I had come up with all this stuff and I got excited about the idea. And I called her back and said, "Never mind, never mind. I'm, I'm going to keep it. <laughs> and so, and that ended up being Christmas. I mean, a uh, princess for a day. And it's almost been made four times. It was actually fully funded. 
in February of 2020. It's going to be filmed in Australia. I didn't get, I wouldn't have got to direct it, but it was going to be made. And then of course COVID hit and, and, and I had a chance to sell the script last year, but I kept it because I really love it. But it's just, it's just funny how certain ideas, certain concepts will resonate. And, uh, and that one did, which just really surprised me because I, I, I went from horror and serial killers to little girls in princess dresses. And, and you, saw, you never know. I like it. I like pretty much everything. So well, that's great. Now, Rebecca, you just recently watched both of his Christmas movies. Perhaps you wanted to talk a little bit about that. I did. And I was going to say that I was able to find um, the Santa box. I searched it on Amazon and it was available on a faith and family uh, network, which I joined for $4.99 a month just so I could watch it. Of course, I'll really? probably unjoin, but yes. So I was able like to streaming? watch it. Wow. Yeah, I know. Check that Isn't out. That I didn't know that. Yeah. You know how when you search something on Amazon and it says, yes, this is available through, you know, do you want to start a trial? That's exactly what it did. And it was really network. Yeah. You'll have to try it. I and, will have uh, to look at it. Hopefully was. it's a legitimate thing. So that's interesting. So yeah. I don't know, but I'm now a member of the faith and family network and I was able to watch the Santa box. Or the Santa box. So, so no, okay. when, when Steve told me that, uh, you know, that we were going to be able to interview you, I quit. Well, first of all, I came down with the terrible cold. So that helped. I had some time just laying there doing nothing. So I watched both of your movies while, you know, Gleevex and Cold Medicine. And I have to say, I bawled my eyes out over the Santa box. And I'm typically not a very emotional movie watcher. I mean, everyone else around me will be crying and I'll be like, Pop, didn't even have any milk duds. You know, I'm that person. But, and it might've been because I was a little under the weather, but that Santa box, oh my goodness. And so I, I, my question for you, I would just love to hear about the creative process of that movie. I mean, where did that come from? It was just wonderful. Thank you. I'm so glad that you liked it. Um, when it was in theaters here in Utah, my favorite thing in the world, actually going back, I always had this fantasy of making a movie and sitting in a theater incognito with the audience and just you know watching and listening to their reactions to my movie and i finally got a chance to fulfill that that you know that dream that that fantasy when it was in theaters i went to over 40 screenings and then i afterwards i would stand up and introduce myself i'd give away you know dvds and talk to and sometimes i'd be there for a couple hours talking to the audience it was like just unbelievably amazing it's my favorite thing in the world to do but um, while I'm listening, I listen for two things, laughter and sniffles. Sniffle. I know if I hear sniffles, I know yeah. that they're crying yeah. and I've, I've connected with them. And that's what really was important to me. So I'm glad to hear that you, you know, you cried because it means it I connected. sniffled my way. I mean, some of it was the cold, but the rest of it yes. was not. It was just a very wonderful film. Wonderfully I'm done. Glad. I hope everybody will listen to this, Steve, and we'll just access it and watch it this Christmas because it's for the whole family. It's it's just yeah. wonderful yeah. and such a great message and just wonderful. Especially nowadays. But the yeah. process of it, uh, I, I I was called into a, a production company that I'd written a couple other scripts for um, and they made another movie, uh, one of the movies I, I wrote for them. And they wanted me to pitch some more ideas. And uh, I, I brought in like 30 went through and and they weren't looking for a Christmas story at the time. And so as I left, again, driving home from uh, Pleasant Green, you know, Orem area down back to Salt Lake, the I pitched them the Santa box and, uh, and then 
my brain took hold of the idea and developed it on the drive back. And by the time I got back, I'm like, okay, I've got to write this. I always wanted to, I, the idea is to make movies that not only entertain, but it would be amazing to actually make a difference in people's lives. And I thought this would be kind of cool. And I, the, the genealogy of the Santa box, the etymology of it in the script, I thought was really cool. And and it would be great if people actually did what you know what the Santa Box does in the movie without giving stuff away. But yeah. but it would be cool to like for people to spread joy and like you know uh, that Christmas spirit and giving and and stuff like that. It would be amazing to make a difference. And so and I've I've got emails from people. And this is again like the best thing in the world: getting emails from people after they saw the movie in the theaters uh, or on DVD who talked about how, you know, uh, they lost somebody and this helped comforted them or they share a story that was similar and just all these really great stories coming in. It was just, it was so amazing that the movie kind of touched them and touched their lives. And, and that's, that's my goal. I would love to make a difference in the world with the films that I make as well as entertain and, you know, make some money, hopefully someday, but, but, uh, that's the biggest thing. I, I would love to make a difference in the world um, using the gifts and talents I've been given. So hopefully, hopefully it will continue. I'm looking forward to where it's streaming on a wider basis as well. So hopefully I'll get more feedback from people. Right. And I, I have to say that your cameo in it, because I mean, you may be headed for another career. I thought you did an amazing job. I thought I appreciate that. Steve, it was. Have you seen it recently, I Steve? With his, I watched. His I made sure I watched that scene yeah. Uh, last year. Yeah, did I remember that? It was pretty good. Yeah, he did a great job, didn't he, Steve? I, I thought. I mean, I would never have known that it was you know somebody saying, "Okay, I'll fill in." You know, sort of. No, I mean, you were great. I well, I. Uh... I've been meaning to do that and I've chickened out so many times. And even that day, just like the, the actor who was supposed to show up, something came up and he wasn't able to come. And so I just kind of flippantly said, I'll do it. And, and my first 80 Sadie day, she's like, yes, yes, you'll do it. And, and I tried to back out. She's like, no, you're going to do it. And so she wouldn't let me back out. And so, like I said, I have so much more respect for, for actors now because I only had to learn like a paragraph of lines and I wrote them and I still had to memorize them. And I, you know, I messed up a few times when we were during the take. So I have so much more respect for actors now, especially during the, the uh, audition process, but it was fun. They told me I did a good job. I don't know whether or not to believe them because, you know, it's not like they're going to tell me I did horrible, but um, I did my best. It was cool. It was fun. I, I would like to do it again. Only well, think next time I'm going to write something specifically for me. What that would be, I have no idea. But I definitely want to try again. So I appreciate it. I, I hope I did do okay. No, I thought it was great. And I also really was impressed um, with your young lead actor. She was, yes. uh, or actress. She was absolutely amazing. And I understand that there, there were several Oh, I was trying to look online. It won several awards. I think what I was yes. reading was outdated. Some of it said it's up for this award, but maybe talk a little bit about the awards and the acclaim that this has received because it's yeah, been very it, well received. It won Audience Choice Award at the LDS Film Festival. And, and this is the thing too, it, it wasn't a film. Normally you don't submit a film that has distribution to festivals and stuff, but just uh, 
just happened to, you know, there's a couple going on that, you know, so I decided to submit here. Um, but that was it. I wasn't trying to submit them all over. And it, we had had a great response. It won best, uh, you know, audience choice award at the LDS Film Festival. It won second place for, for best feature film. Um, it won. So and then we won best made in Utah film at the Utah Film Awards. And uh, our our lead actress, Cammie Carver, won best actress under 18. And that was her first film. She was amazing. I'm not surprised. She, she was, was amazing. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It also won like uh it won a couple awards from another, you know, thing. And and I'm trying to think of all the other. It's won seven altogether. But uh but yeah, it, it was great. And it was it was nominated for a ton of others. So but yeah, um, uh it was it was an amazing time. Uh, it was just it was good to be able to go and again. Uh, every you know show it somewhere and, and get responses from people who have seen it so well that's great now i haven't seen the other christmas movie christmas break-in the christmas break-in rebecca you recently saw that maybe you have a few questions about that film yeah i was going to bring that up because that was also really good and that came out first as i understand it and then yeah. the sandbox was yeah and so it's more of a comedy um, so I wasn't crying during that one, but I was <laughs> laughing because yeah, there's some really interesting, there's some very interesting characters and character development. I thought in that it's a story of a family and it's a story of a little girl who kind of has a dream and the parents not really meaning to are letting her down by not showing up or not being there. And so it's just about her and her brother and her family and, and her dream of owning something very special. And then her relationship um, with a custodian at the school who kind of helps her with her dream. And then of course there's this funny crime element in it and it all kind of, you know, comedy of errors comes together at the end and it's Christmas and it's snow and everybody ends up at this school that's, you know, shut down for the season. And, and so, yeah, uh, some really funny moments um, and, and really well done. And also some really good lessons that it shows too. So I really enjoyed yeah. that also. Yeah, they had a really great cast. I mean, Danny Glover's in it, yeah. uh, Denise Richards and yeah. Cameron Seeley from Greatest Showman. That, and, you know, the, uh, everybody did an amazing job on that. They were, they were really good. Wow. <laughs> I would also recommend that. Everybody, you need to have a yeah. double feature this Christmas. So these two movies, they're really great. Yeah, yeah it's cool. definitely it's definitely more, you know, uh, little kids ish but i mean everybody will enjoy it but it's definitely you know uh, if you have littler kids they'll they'll definitely like it a lot that's well, what i hear anyway so i, I, I don't have kids myself but i hear they like it I, i'm just curious rebecca because of course we've talked about some, this in other episodes and of course you and we have talked about this off camera with spanky which was um you basically were only allowed to watch church approved like you know made by byu films or made by the church but this is these movies are made by a, a a faithful member of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter Day Saints, and you can get them at at, at the at the church bookstores. As a child, would you have been allowed to watch these movies? Yeah, I think I would have because probably they would have been sold. Um, now I grew up in Washington State, so we didn't have Deseret Book, but we had a place called Desert Book, and it had all these kinds of things. So I'm guessing if my parents could have found. A copy of these and um brought it home but yes they would have been fine with this so okay 
Yeah, it was just Hollywood that my parents were trying to, you know, of course, the problem with doing that, sheltering your children like that, in my opinion, is that by the time I was able to access stuff on my own, I watched everything, you know, I became like a film minor. I you binged everything. Yeah. I was absolutely taking it all in. So, <laughs> uh, you know, that reminds me of the director of, I think it's, is it Paul Schrader? He's the guy who did uh, Taxi Driver um and 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 uh other films he comes from the same church that my family was raised in the christian reformed church and they were strict you weren't allowed to watch movies you couldn't go to dances or anything like this and this guy then becomes one considered to be one of the great uh writers in hollywood he wrote taxi driver he wrote but he wrote these he went from one extreme to another he was doing this really you know like but he did i'm guessing that your church didn't do a screening of taxi driver to you know support no. that no not at all and if you watch if you watch all of his movies he, he he puts in digs into the church almost every time but it's interesting because he's been on a faith journey and he came out with a book a movie a few years ago starring ethan hawk called first reformed and it's a powerful film uh, Schrader, even though he's no longer a member of the the CRC, is his faith, the, the, his Christian upbringing has influenced him all along. And uh, first reform folks, check that film out if you're looking for something that's really good. Um, but um, yeah, so that's that's just gives you you know how our faith can influence us growing up. You know, my my parent, my older brothers and sisters couldn't listen to rock and roll, so we have all this kind of stuff, you know. And then as we can become adults, we now have to kind of realize. Okay, like if we're going to have children, what kind of how do and, and I don't think the same as my parents, what kind of stuff should I allow my children to watch and this kind of stuff, too. And so and then Spanky, what I love about you is that even though you've done a lot of different things, you also recognize the value of creating family friendly content. Yeah, it's it's funny, too. I like I said earlier, I don't have kids, but I do have nieces and nephews and they come and stay with me once in a while. And it's amazing that when that started to happen, it's crazy how much more aware I am of the music I might listen to or the movies I might watch or even the movies that, you know, like they may be PG 13, but they're, they're still like, I wouldn't show it to them. There's no way. Cause there are things in there that I don't want them to see, even though they are PG 13. And so it is amazing how, how much more aware I am of those things when, you know, now that I have these, you know, nieces, young nieces and nephews in my life. So, and so those are kind of now, you know, I don't want to make, I wouldn't mind making little kid movies. Like, you know, I'm not saying this is a little kid movie, but you know, for a younger age, but I, I, I would like to do all of it, but I actually, the more I thought about it, it would be fun to do, actually, I just finished writing a, uh, a children's, tv show for uh for another company it's it's kind of like a, a latter-day saint sesame street with puppets and stuff it's called uh alexander and friends covenant kids and so um and they're, they're shot they're they're still in the process of editing i'm not sure what's going on with it but but i wrote the whole thing and it was it was fun like i didn't i'm like yeah that's cool i wouldn't mind you know doing this aside not completely only doing that but i had a great time it was uh it was really fun especially writing for puppets and, and i i named the puppets after my nieces and nephew they changed the first one but xander still um my nephew xander one puppet's named after it's fun and and i kind of modeled it with uh with him in mind because he's uh he's you know he's a funny little high energy kid 
I love them to death, love them all to death. But uh, yeah, it was great. So family stuff's fun, but I still want to make action and, you know, uh, suspense. I still love horror. I want to do everything. I think sports is the only thing I really don't have an interest in, although I can do it if I'm paid enough, but that's probably something I won't. I would say I never say know. never. I predict yeah, exactly. that we're going to have Spanky back on in a year or so going, you know, I wrote this sports drama and it's just. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. Because like That's I said, I, I never thought I'd write a movie about little princesses and dresses and stuff. And, and it's one of my favorite scripts. So see, you're very eclectic, which is amazing. I love that. And I can relate so much. My husband and I have run a theater program for almost 20 years in um, the Pleasant Grove area um, here in Utah. And I write all the plays myself. So writing oh, nice. for children is really fun. There's just a yeah. very whimsical, fancy, you know, anything goes, you can create anything yeah. and make it come to life. And it's so creative. I just absolutely That's the thing I that. love about it. That's yep. what I love about it. You can, yep. when you're writing something like, you know, like this or even this, there's a, there's a, there's a line that you got to make sure yes. you don't cross into yes. non-reality to where you're completely too far into fantasy world. Whereas if you're writing for kids, like I did with the Alexander show, I, I completely let my creativity just loose. I could do almost anything, you know, had to keep it within budget and realize they're puppets and stuff, but it was a blast. It was great to be able to just let my mind expand and, and really just have fun. And your inner child comes out, which is, yeah, which is totally. really fun to, to do, you know, entertain your inner child. So I also thought I read online that you had also um, written or were about to write a children's book. Like I said, some of the things I was reading, I wasn't sure if it was current or about to happen, but uh, yeah, there it is. There you it is. Charlie's on yeah, journey. Talk yeah. to us about that. That seemed really interesting to me, that project. So I, I joined a writer's group a couple of years ago, you know, pre-COVID and, uh, and it got me, you know, I, I want, there's so much different writing. I, I, I want to write, I've written songs, but I don't know how to play instruments or anything, which I, I want to. It's, I've got a bunch of stuff on my to-do list, but there's all sorts of writing I want to do, but children's books, uh, picture books uh, caught my interest and I joined this group and they were encouraging, kind of taught me kind of like what to do and stuff. And I had to give a talk in church once and instead of doing a regular talk, I wrote a story. And so I read the story, you know, in sacrament meeting for this, you know, and that, and somebody come up, came up afterwards and she's like, where can I get that? I would love to read that to my grandkids. I'm like, oh, well, it's, it's not a book. I just, I did. She's like, you should make it into it. Anyway. So that's kind of how it started. And I, I, I got one of the actors who's in a bunch of my movies, Clinton Coltrane. He's also in Santa Box. He plays, uh, you know, the guy who owns Otto's Home. And he is an illustrator, which I didn't know. And like, and so long story short, uh, we collaborated. He did all the illustrations and everything and got it published uh, with, you know, and Amazon KDP. It's my first one. So I'm still learning all that stuff. But I've got a bunch of others that I've already written. It's just a matter of needing time to go back and format them and and come down but yeah i want to do more it's, it's been great it's available on amazon.com yeah okay so check out the book i'll leave a link to it as well and of course this is also i use as a stocking last year stocking stuffer special mentioned this book as well it's a fun book um i recommend it for all the youngsters out there um you said you've been doing this like full time for like seven yeah. years what i mean yeah it's be really Ending cool my be doing what you love for a full-time job Seriously, it's, I, I 
have to pinch myself every day. It's it's just such an amazing blessing. I, I am so far beyond blessed. It's crazy. I hopefully it will continue. Um, that's all I can say. I, I it's I am so so lucky, and I have nothing to complain about. And uh, that's kind of thing, kind of the other reason why I want to do good projects, just as a gratitude, you know for what I have and what I've been given and, and the opportunity. Cause I mean, not everybody can just wake up and do something that they love for a living. And, uh, you know, I get to do that. It's, it's unbelievable. That is really, really cool. So I was wondering, you know, this is the thing, like one of the reasons we wanted to have you come on was <clears throat> we wanted, well, first of all, for those of you who haven't seen it yet, watch our watch along of the Christmas Snows, Christmas Winds movie, along with our good buddy Nick Jones from the legendary rock and roll podcast, Pot of Thunder. We had a real blast uh, doing that. And I want to thank the BYU, again, thank you to the Brigham Young University Copyright Department for giving us permission to be able to screen that for our audience. We had a real blast. And that really was one of the most remarkable Christmas movies I've ever watched. And it's really cool because this is the thing. Now, of course, uh, it's a Wonderful Life, of course, was I remember when It's a Wonderful Life first started making its rounds on TV. It was funny because like it was like a lost film, and then the copyright expired on the thing. And then every other channel for a long time there in the 80s, every other channel had it on running almost 24-7. And you and it was a especially if you're a person of faith, it was faith promoting as well. Um, and so there's a kind of like Christmas movies I love, but I also want to say that one of the there's a lot of movies that are also being made this time of year that basically it's the same movie <laughs> um you know exactly how it's going to end you pretty much they just crank these things out i feel like it's a, I, I mean there's a time there's a place for that you know for escapism and you just want to watch sit and watch the hallmark channel and just okay that's fine i get that but i really like interesting christmas movies uh ones that are outside of the box and ones that also can um tug at the heartstrings but not in a manipulative way either um, and so that's kind of like how I kind of view the whole Christmas genre. Spanky, what about you? How do you, how do you give us a couple examples of a few Christmas movies you like? And also maybe were there some Christmas movies that influenced you in, in these movies or, or in any other movies that you've made? Um, Christmas movie wise, I have, I have a couple of movies that inspired my, my getting in when I first started writing, but Christmas movie wise, uh, no, no inspiration, but <clears throat> other than I, I agree. I, I like, I, you watch the same, I do anyway. I think a lot of people do. They watch the same Christmas, Christmas movies every year. It's because they want it because when they watch those, they get a certain feeling and they want to bring that. It's, it's one of the rare opportunities to where you can actually bring a feeling back to yourself you know what I mean? if that does that make sense mm -hmm. to where you know that christmas spirit feeling that when you watch a certain movie it touches you in a certain way whereas you know it makes you feel good and so people watch the same you know every year um there are, i watch a lot of one the ones that are comedy based um you know i mean Christmas Vacation, of course, is one. But again, like I was talking about earlier, I, I wouldn't show this to my nieces and nephews because there's a couple of parts in there that you know I wouldn't I wouldn't show them. But but still, uh, Scrooge is another one with Bill Murray. And even though 
there's a lot of comedy in it, but it, at the very end, his bit he has this big diatribe at the very end, if you if you remember, but uh it gets really touching. And especially now, I don't know if it's him acting or if he really does allow his emotion to come to the surface, but there's a point where he's he kind of gets tearful and it really and because he does that it, it i feel it i really feel it so when, when he's you know he's talking to the camera and stuff at the very end but uh so it's a it's a good feeling movie as well even though it's it's a comedy really but yeah it's it's i mean another one uh edward scissorhands is another great one and the soundtrack for that film is amazing and uh you know I listen to that a lot too. Just even the soundtrack really, you know, cuts puts me in the Christmas spirit. But uh, yeah, there's there's a bunch of different ones. But I agree. I I like I like those movies that really give you that Christmas, you know, spirit feeling. And uh, that's why I I start decorating for Christmas November first. So I have, and people think I'm weird, but to me it makes sense because I love. I love that Christmas feeling. And if it starts a month earlier, I get a whole extra month of that feeling, okay. you know, it's like in November and December instead of just December. So that's why I do. I also, same thing with Halloween. I love Halloween too. So <laughs> I, I start decorating a month early for that too. But uh, anyway. Well, that's that like makes fun, sense. fun place that you have there. You you really embrace the holidays and you're a very festive person. And it's funny because I talked on my, uh, when we did the talk along at the very end, I talked to Nick and, and, and Rebecca because of course uh, people have seen my story on various podcasts. And um, of course I've been an offer to book deal on it and everything like that's pretty crazy. But nice. I, one of the things that I talk about is just uh, how I suffered depression most of my life, and especially would suffer seasonal affective disorder or a type of it. It just or, or just my depression was just worse, right? Because I was always depressed, and it was so hard. And part of this whole thing is is that I've kind of been able to re-engage Christmas and have fun with it again, and uh, don't let it get me down, and uh, embrace this this time of year. And uh, that's what, what I'm so grateful for is I'm able to do this kind of stuff. It's really kind of cool, you know, and I really think that the stuff you make, Spinky, is just like really awesome. It's really cool. My mom was really, really touched by the Santa box. It was such a great I'm glad. And Thanks. We, and so it's just a really great thing. Now, Rebecca, we haven't gotten around. What You need to tell us about some of your favorite Christmas movies. Well, I have a very interesting relationship with Christmas movies. Um, so as I keep mentioning, I was raised without television. However, once a year for two weeks at Christmas time, my parents would rent a TV. So Christmas was a much bigger deal to me than other kids because I got TV to watch the Christmas specials and the Christmas movies. And we'd go through the TV guide and that is what I could pick out. So all those Christmas specials, the Frosty, the Rudolph, the Santa Claus is coming to town, the movies that they would show just on regular prime time. It's a wonderful life or, you know, just all the different ones. Charlie Brown Christmas. Charlie Brown Christmas. All that to me, it just it was a bigger window to the bigger world because I was not really exposed to that kind of media. So to me, I'm still starry-eyed about Christmas movies because they have this memory for me and we would watch them together as a family. And so my number one, hands down, 
way out in front beyond, beyond anything else. And anyone who knows me, you say, what's Rebecca's favorite Christmas movie or actually probably almost favorite movie? It's White Christmas. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye. I can recite every line. I can sing every song. And in fact, an hour and a half from now, I'm going to the theater to see it because I must see it every year. So I watch it all year long. I don't know why. And I think it's because that movie was on when I had that period of time where we were renting a TV and it was just magic to me. So I haven't I seen it. Really funny. <laughs> I'm going to have to see it now. I have to have see it. Have you never seen Have you I've never, never seen the movie? Seen it, movie? But I, I listened to the soundtrack. I, I Again, with November, I start listening. When November first hits, I listen to yeah. only Christmas music. So you're familiar probably with the songs then. Totally. So. Yeah, I, I listened. Yeah. I just recently, when I left for a week, I listened to that whole album on yeah. that trip ask me to sing anything no <laughs> no it's streaming on netflix right now white is it? christmas okay there I'm it have is. To get yep. netflix i can tell now. you every trivia piece about it i can tell you any story behind it i can name all the stars oh man i wish i would have seen it I, i'm gonna have to get netflix just so i can watch it I, do I don't it. have it. and then a couple years ago they made it into an actual musical that would tour around sometimes high schools do it community theaters do it you know and they mixed it up a little bit and added some some um, additional Irving Berlin songs, but you know, it's just wonderful. There's, I dare you not to smile. I dare you not to let that cheer you up. If you have Susan affective disorder, go rant or get white Christmas and you will find yourself laughing. I'm going to have to do that. I really like the Henry Winkler Scrooge too, growing yeah. up. I don't know why. I, I really love that one. Did you ever see that one? I've seen that one. Yep, absolutely. Like I said, rent a TV. If it was on at Christmas time, I could watch it. So yeah, no, I have to ask you how, I didn't even know renting a TV was a thing. I was going to say, gonna that. say that. Yeah. that. Yeah. And they would go down to this electron. It wasn't even a radio shack. We're talking the you know, early seventies and, and I don't know how they did it either. And it was black and white and they'd bring it home and they'd plug it in. We'd play with the rabbit ears and there it was TV in my house, you know, and my, I have one younger sister and we were just eyes like saucers, you know, Oh, here's the world commercials, you know, we are like, what's that? You know, there's a cereal that Mikey likes. What is that? I mean, I, uh, I know I can't even describe my childhood, but it was wonderful. And, you know, and, and it informed who I am today as an adult. So I think it's so cool that we learned something new about Rebecca today, folks. Wow. TV rentals, watching movies. Well, you know, that's so oh, cool. I don't and even want to read as, the comments, Steve. They're going to feel sorry for me or something. I don't but, know what they're going to say. But as strict as your parents were, they were still, uh, they yeah. still recognize the importance of building yeah. those Christmas memories through those they things. That they, of course, probably had at that point, too, because maybe they watched those programs and recognize the importance of building those memories. So props. So at least letting you guys have a TV for two weeks. That's pretty two cool. Weeks. <laughs> well, I, I do remember those, uh, the like the, I don't know, they're claymation or whatever they were, mm -hmm. the Rudolph. Yeah. So I, yeah. those were the ones that I really looked forward to when I was a little kid. That and the, the Charlie Brown special. Even though the, there's like a sad part in there that really always got me down, but but I, I, that's another soundtrack that I, I listen to every year. That, you know, I have the whole thing listen to it. Even though I'm not in into actually, I kind of got into jazz because of that. But, uh, but yeah, those are like classics. I, I have all those on like Blu-ray now. I just got them out yesterday. 
So no, to watch. timeless. I mean, look how yeah. old those are. And yet you can, totally. you can watch them and they're amazing. So Steve, we need to ask you, what is your favorite Christmas movie or favorite Christmas movies? Oh, okay. Well, uh, you know, I, I mean, the, 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 it's a wonderful life of course is, is the one that I think is really probably one of the most, uh, ones that really affected me growing up as a kid. It's funny because now, of course, we're talking about TV specials too. And a Charlie Brown Christmas was a really one I really liked because it also was an interesting because it's a, it's an it's it's a it's an anti Christmas movie in the sense that it's against the consumerism of the holidays, and it's all about going back to the Christian part of it and talking about the reason why we are celebrating this is because of G the birth of Jesus. And I always thought as a kid, that was an important message that the wider world would hear. As a little evangelical, of course, I want to make sure we get as many people saved as we possibly can. And Charlie Brown Christmas, I would have thought, would have probably maybe helped with people with that. So I always thought that was a real, a really good one. You know, when Linus kind of just, the, it's a showstopper, right? When he's reading Luke. And so that's, that's, that's great stuff. An interesting little, so the end of Santa Box originally, uh, if you think of the end, how I have the credit, the end of the original ending was Callie quoting Linus, you know, how that would, that was the whole thing, like her quoting that whole thing, everything like verbatim, because that's the whole thing between her and Otto autos you know into sayings and so she finally came up with her own saying and so she quotes charlie brown's christmas you know but that that line from auto but we weren't sure if we could get the clearance so i had to change to the ending that we have now which i'm actually glad because i really love the ending that we have now but i i, I still you know place in my heart for that whole you know section so that part of charlie brown christmas is great yeah that's great so folks we get to hear a, a scene that never made it into the into the into the Santa box. The and we he get to hear about Rebecca's adventures during Christmas. And this is the thing, you know, um, this is that time to reminisce, reminisce, and think about our childhood. And remember, also especially to this, this really is for the kids in many ways. But we can live vicariously, uh, and and maybe uh, deal with our inner child. Spanky gets to do it by making his movies. We get to do it by talking about these things and also engaging kids and also seeing the joy and the laughter that children are experiencing this time of year. And so I just want to just remind everybody that, you know, this is embrace this time of year. This is a wonderful time. It's a very special time. And uh, I want to just just let everybody know that I want you all to have a Merry Christmas. And I just want to thank Spanky and Rebecca for both Rebecca, thanks for co-hosting again, and Spanky. Uh, so thank you so much for coming back on the show again. You're you're a cool dude, and I'm glad we got. Thanks to for thanks for having me anytime. So yeah, anytime you need to read, you come on anytime. You have an open invitation to come on if you got a book or something you think that might be interesting. Because again, it's MMR Mormon Media Reviews as well. So it wouldn't be the stretch that it was at one time when I first had you on, uh, Rebecca. Thanks for coming on too. You got anything? Any questions or any final words you have? You know, I wanted to plug one more movie that I okay, love so much, that. and that's yeah. The Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah. If you've ever seen that with the soundtrack, it's beautiful. It's that's not, I'll put that on my list. Wonderful seen that and charming and fun. And it's for adults as much as kids. And it has a wonderful soundtrack. And just, again, dare you not to smile having watched that. So I would plug that too. <laughs> See, I, I, to a degree, I'm kind of like you. I, I had a, 
sporadic chaotic childhood so i missed all of that stuff i've only seen like i've never seen any early disney movies and so i've never seen that I've, i only saw wonderful life i think maybe three years ago for the first time and so i'm catching up on certain things like you know kind of like you missed out on childhood so i'll put that on my list white christmas and the muppets christmas and the carol. muppets christmas carol yeah okay. those would be my two <laughs> Well, this is great. So I think the whole purpose of this entire episode, folks, was that we're that the Spanky's library of Christmas movies is going to be expanded. It's going to be expanded, yes. A Christmas miracle, if I must say. Thank you both <laughs> for coming on. I had a blast today. Did you guys have fun today? Absolutely. Fun. So, folks, I want you to leave comments and tell us what's your favorite Christmas movie and what's your favorite things you like to do during Christmas and a Christmas movie, but also television specials. Uh, let us know what they are. And I also just want to remind you that if you would like to, uh, oh, we're going to have links in the description for some of the stuff we talked about. We also have links in the description for those of you who'd like to support us on, yeah, we're going to have links for your movies. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to have links for those of you who'd like to support us on Patreon as well as on PayPal, as well as the merch store, mormonbookreviews.com. we got a sale of 25% off going on right now. So you can check out the merch store as well. And just remember the most important thing, folks, is that just remember this. All the voices of the restoration will be heard here on Mormon Book Reviews.